The entire team at the Emsolation Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians and cultures of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all First Nations peoples, elders and ancestors. We acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and stand in solidarity towards a shared future. I personally want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I record this podcast every week, the Wurundjeri people. I recognise their continued connection to the land and waters of this beautiful place I call home. Always was, always will be. M. Rossiano. I've just been sitting there in the corner clutching my little anxiety blanket, just lost in these sex scenes. And Michael Lucas. How does it not look like you've got an enormous wang on the stage? This is M. Not that you're in any way biased. How dare you? How dare you point out exactly what I am? You're in M. Well, hello there and welcome to M. My name is M. Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand-up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodiverse magic brain, and together with my best friend since I was 11, screenwriter and podcaster Mr. Michael Lucas, I bring you Emsolation every Thursday morning from 6am, only on Spotify. Hi, gang. How are you? I'm really trying not to be in my sick voice because, as many of you know, since we last spoke... Kavina found me. Coronavirus! Yes. Coronavirus! I'd managed to be a COVID ninja for two years. Dodged it, sanitised, stayed home, isolated. But she found me, she got me, and she got me a, a bloody beauty. I've never been sicker. And as you know, as is well documented, I'm a terrible sick person. But I'm on the mend, I'm on day seven. It was a bit worrying for a while. It, it's gotten, she's got right into my lungs, she has. So I was quite short of breath for a bit. Everyone was concerned, but it's all right. It'll take more than that to shut me up. <laughs> I will keep the intro short because I'm currently under my doona at home. There is roadworks going on. There are four other people in the house. It's school holidays. We've just done the podcast and I'm, I need to go have a nap. <laughs> I'm fine. I don't want you to worry. I just will keep this short. And I know I say that every time, but I will. What I did want to say is thank you to everyone who downloaded and watched the Emsolation second birthday special. We're going to be doing more because you guys like Emsolation TV, which is so fantastic. And I also just wanted to remind my Adelaide pals that my show is coming to you on May the 27th at the Thebedon Theatre. I'm bringing a full band, jokes, stories. It's been a very long time. You know I love Adelaide. You know I lived there. You know it's where I got on Australian Idol. You know my husband worked for Port Adelaide, although that may work against me because quite a few of you are Crow supporters. At any rate, if you're free on May 27th, I'd love to see you. I'd love to sell this show out. Show my band and crew a good time and give you one too. That's all I wanted just to say. Sydney, as of this morning, there are 20 tickets left and Brisbane, I am sold out. I love you, Brisbane. You are my favourite child today. All right, well, you're about to hear us discuss Harry Styles at Coachella. You're about to hear us discuss, well, speaking of Adelaide and Australian Idol, some footage got out of me during the week, some footage that I've been very afraid of ever seeing the light of day. And I've had to do a lot of therapy over this footage. And you would think my best friend would have been supportive, but no, what you're about to hear is Michael Lucas mocking me 
relentlessly over a certain incident on Australian Idol. And we also talk election and um, what's been going on. All right, that's it from me, your fearless leader. I shall go rest. I hope you're all well wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And thanks for listening to Emsolation. Tell a friend. Let's recruit. Play the music. M. Luciano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Well, in a turn up for the books, Michael Lucas is at Down the Hill Studios and I'm coming to you live from coronavirus hell. Hello, Michael Lucas. <laughs> Hello, Amelia Rossiano. Is that a <laughs> corner of your bedroom? Yeah, it's the literal corner of my bedroom. Emsolators would know it well. We did, it did kind of end up here. I, when we moved from the roof, because it was too echoey, I came to the purple velvet chair. And Off, um, Often you had a backdrop, though. I can oh, true, see true, true. you're beyond the point of background. So this is, you have not left this no. five metre radius uh, position for no. how long now? Uh, it's been seven days now since you mm. gave me coronavirus. There was a moment on stage where you that. said, it's Oprah, M, and myself, uh, and we can go to the tape. In fact, let's go to the tape. Everyone except mysteriously. Don't say it! Don't, you do not say, do and not me say it, don't say and it. And Oprah fucking Winfrey. Fucking everyone touch wood. <laughs> there you go. So has anyone actually checked on Oprah? Because no matter how much wood I touched, I managed to still get it the very next day. That's right. You, Teflon man, remain untouched. Untouched, I know, I know. I too put a lot of flesh on wood, but I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I jinxed you. I do take full responsibility. I don't know what reparations will look like. Look, it's wild to have finally had it. And I have been a COVID ninja for two years and have been so careful and not really left the village and sanitised no. everything and would take a rat test at 3am should I wake up with nary a sniffle. I'd be up shoving a cotton bud up me bloody nose. I know. <laughs> Look, I am just would lightly put a, not, not a full spotlight, just a, just a little bit of a light glow on the fact that you did go to the Grand Prix mask free, hugged everyone and went down on the trip. But no, no, no it is probably me jinxing you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad that you're able to clarify that and not blame the mask-free Grand Prix where I was hugging everybody. Has anyone checked on Eric Banner? That's what I want to know. Well, I know quite you a few people. You and he were pretty close. Ooh, can you, can well. you, like, if, 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 I don't know whether an armpit is a, is a COVID-receptive <laughs> zone, because if it is... <laughs> I have never been sicker, flat out. It's been hell. It has been the kind of sick that, like, you look longingly out the window and it's been raining in Melbourne and wind beneath my wings starts playing and I'm Hillary and you're CC and normally it's the other way around. It's true. And, oh, I'm so glad I'm vaccinated. I cannot Mm. even comprehend having gone through what I've gone through and not having the vaccine. I, I just, it's, oh, my gosh, it's been Awful, but we're not going to dwell on it. And I'm really trying to talk in my upper register because if I give you proper M voice right now, it's... Mm. She's a drag queen, which normally she would aspire to, but Let not me show under you. these I'll circumstances. Show you. 
I'm going to get out of voice training and I'm going to go to exactly how I want to be speaking. Okay. (sighs) Harry Styles is touring um, Australia. (laughs) You're a reverse Elizabeth Holmes. This is what happens when you work to change things. (laughs) (laughs) From the dropout. You can't just put in obscure references. Sorry. You have to do research. A lot of people will know it. Has your broadcast training not happened yet? No, okay, fair enough. Elizabeth Holmes was uh, is basically about to be sentenced. She created a company called Theranos that was all a bit of a scam and she mesmerised the world, fooled everyone from Biden to Obama to Rupert Murdoch with this revolutionary blood testing treatment that was all fake and part of what she did was assumed the identity of a powerful CEO and she did that by lowering artificially just lowering her voice about four octaves or something like that. So she constantly spoke about the power of a single drop of blood. Together, we are making healthcare accessible to everyone in this country. I don't understand how you're doing this extremely complex chemical engineering with a high school degree. This technology is 10 years away. Your idea is impossible. So you just keep trying. Do or do not, there is no try. That's Yoda. And we've been binge-watching this play out Mm. on Disney+, Plus, played by Amanda Seyfried. Yes. Originally, old mate was Kate McKinnon was meant to play her, but then Amanda slid in at the last minute because Kate went to play Carol Buskin. So I have been watching The Dropout, as has Michael, which is why that obscure reference got in there because when I go down to my actual sick voice, there's a radio reset. Back up into mid-range health register. So a lot has been going on in our spheres of interest and the main thing... For me, especially living in a house with a 20-year-old and a 15-year-old, is that Harry Styles performed at weekend one of Coachella. What a circumstance for him to make his Coachella debut as you lie there immobile (laughs) like Hillary from Beaches at 43 with a terribly sore back, watching him prance in his glittery jumpsuit. Yes, and I own a very similar outfit to that. And and I was I'm sitting there surprised. and I was, Yeah, and I was trying to, you know, what I love to do every time Harry's on is remind my daughters that he's dating a woman much closer to my age than theirs. That's my favorite little factoid that his girlfriend Olivia is 38 with children. So really, I mean, when he comes to Australia next year, I'm in with a shot. I mean, technically and historically, I'm in more of a shot than my 20-year-old daughter. So, you know, if there's some other mitigating Well, also, we know he likes to, to, to bring, let's just say, a slightly more mature Shantuzi up on stage. And wow. when he hits Melbourne... Wow. Who's the obvious choice? Not Tina Arena. Not if Goodrum. No. If Delta Goodrum. I don't I don't think he'd go there. Yeah, I don't know that he'd go for the ninth reject from Australian Idol in 2004. I just don't know that my profile's high enough. Look, don't count yourself out. We've got a year to build it. <laughs> he has a reality TV legacy himself. True. And True. he he loves he loves a soulful, deeper voice. Ooh. Compliments him True. nicely, as as seen by some of his Lizzo performances. Yes. So I don't know. True. I'm not giving up the dream. 
No, we should never. We should never. There's one thing, though, that did turn me off, and I'll keep it quite brief. James Corden was side of stage as one of Harry's VIPs. That's a real quick no. <laughs> Thank the Lord we were unaware of that during the performance. It would have really tainted things. That's the day Coachella died. Moving on. So, so there's a bit of discussion going on. Shania Twain appeared, jumped from the floor as, man, I feel like a woman struck up. Now, first of all... As a singer, I'll let you know, Harry's vocals were not... He was sick. He, he skipped out on all the high notes in his songs. He took low harmonies and everything. He sounded sore. I'll tell you, every musician watching was like, oh, something's wrong with the vocal. Mariah's microphone, Mariah, oh, my God, Shania. I don't know her. I've been watching a lot of Mariah in the swimming pool. God, I'm on some psych quest today. Shania, her microphone wasn't turned on. So... We heard Let's Go Girls and then that's it. And it oh, wasn't, no. it was, I was, I was really stressed. I was really mm. stressed. There's a moment where Shania runs her hand down Harry that is under contention and people are saying that it was unwanted physical contact from Shania to Harry. What are your thoughts and feelings on this situation? <sighs> Look... It's complicated and given that the two people involved in it have not said one way or another, all we're doing is speculating based on this little Ooh. bit of footage where it is true that it's it's after the line, uh, men's shirts, short skirts, I still remember it very well from, like Ooh. Harry, I grew up listening to Shania, although I was a little bit older than him, um, and he does Ooh. sort of appear to suddenly look down in a way that you could interpret as either a sharp dance move or being startled by something that wasn't expected to happen. I have looked at it from multiple angles because there's plenty of people who are filming that shit on their phones. Don't worry about that. There's about 800 different versions of this footage. I tend to, on the evidence, lean towards that it, it that was a dance move and that he wasn't, uh, it didn't come out of nowhere. It matched the lyrics and he didn't at all step back or anything like that. In fact, stepped closer to her immediately afterwards. So I think he is fine. But... I don't know, yes. uh, and until they say anything, yeah. I don't have anything more to add. I am fine with it. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, go for it. Go for it, Shania. Just get what you can get. <laughs> makes me concerned for when you're called up to Rod Laver Arena stage. No, actually it's more than that. It's bigger than that. Marvel. It's, it's Marvel Stadium. Wow, Ooh, he's really he's, moving up yeah. in the world. He's literally playing Marvel Stadium. It's going to be. Marcella is formulating. Your ticket captain, Marcella's also been named. Marcella's just bought some vinyl off JB Hi-Fi to get on a pre-sale. So, yeah. I mean, we need top-of-the-line VVVIPPPPs. Okay, like this... I need to be sure that I can't take full responsibility for us or your daughters for this. It's too much. It's too much. The responsibility is too heavy. You have to. No. I know I will, always... but we all have to try. We all have to try. It can't fall to any one okay. person. We just have to go. Yeah. We need multiple right. people hitting li online as hard as we possibly can right from the start. Not me. I'm not reliable. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll custom everyone's outfits. I'll learn the curry. I'll get up on stage. But please don't make me do admin. I can't. I, just, I can't, all right? I get the numbers wrong. I put in the wrong expiry date for things. Like, my internet connections, I cannot be ticket captain. I refuse to take on that responsibility. I can't do it. It's important to know your limitations in life. And that okay, all right, all right. one of mine. All right. So all right. The, other, the other exciting thing is Lizzo did an interview with one of my absolute favourite humans, Andy Cohen, from the Real Housewives franchise, the, the guy who runs it all. 
And I want everyone to know, I said on the weekend, Lizzo needs to appear, Lizzo needs to appear. Where is Lizzo? Well, Lizzo was doing Saturday mm. Night Live. but there's She's Coachella on the tour. Week. She's just got a new yep. single out. Yep. She's doing appearances yep. everywhere. Yep. So it would make sense. Mm. And she has mm. sung with Harry before. Mm. Mm-hmm. Weekend two of Coachella is happening this weekend. Have a little listen to what Lizzo said to Andy Cohen. No, I'll be there next weekend, though. You will? Yeah. Well, oh, I'll be there with bells on. You will? Are you performing next weekend? No. What? I'm not no. on the lineup. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know. What? You could be, I know, but you could be stepping on. This could be a surprise. Now, if then it wouldn't be a surprise if I told you. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> but, you know, we would, we would enjoy it nonetheless. <laughs> Who are you excited about seeing next Harry. weekend? Harry. Harry. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm there for Harry. Okay. Well, she's basically confirmed it. Like, and you know what? Mm. They're not live streaming weekend two. We won't <gasps> get to see it. <sighs> no. True. Oh, my God. It'll be no. so many places on TikTok and, and Instagram. Chella will yeah. piece it all together. Don't worry. Oh, oh. I mean, this is so exciting. Portia Naya, I feel sorry for her. Microphone didn't work. Questioning whether she touched him with no consent, but it's all about Lizzo and Harry Look, for me. She got her moment. I think she was uh, pretty happy to be alive right then. Oh, yeah, and Shania's had a tough life. Like, there's a whole wild story. I interviewed Shania Twain once, and she told this wild story of how her best friend stole her husband and then she ended up marrying her best friend's husband and, like, they had, like, revenge swap marriages and she's had, like, a chronic illness and she's got a wild life. Her parents died and then she married a man, as I recall, his name was Mutt, and that was all I needed to know. That's enough tragedy. Mutt. Mm. He did write all her hits, so, with her. Oh, that's right. No, there's a mutt in Shit's Creek. Uh, no, mutt. I don't think that that's the right journey for you at this point in time. So, who else is named mutt? Imagine naming a kid mutt. Imagine looking at a well, tiny, I think it might gorgeous be baby. For what? What's mutt short for? What pot? Muttley? Is Muttley? Well, people Muttley love was... dogs, and a mutt is a <laughs> you know, it's a, it's not a purebred oh dog. God, Shania, do you take mutt as your lawful wedded Shania? Oh my God. <laughs> and she says yes from this moment. <laughs> yeah, all those beautiful songs, I think they were written by someone called Mutt. <laughs> Stunning. Of course they were. It makes them even more special in us. <laughs> so we'll be obviously peeking this weekend, waiting to see if this occurs. And likewise imagining when M gets the call up onto stage. Yeah. Come 2023 at Marvel Stadium. It'll be... Much like the footage of me on stage that has been circulating this week. Oh, segue. Thank you. I'm an expert. <laughs> so there's been a thing that there's no footage of me online on Australian Idol. Like, it's hard. You might find a group number of going to have a good time tonight. Every idol looks like we've been dressed by a Jeans West catalogue. There's a lot of bootleg <laughs> jeans, low-cut denim, big buckles on belts, fringing, a lot of that going on, but you won't find a single solo performance of mine. You just won't. I know. I've been going off memory for 20 years. Yes. So cast your mind back to 2004 where a young 25-year-old M, mother of one, Audition for Australian Idol. If I don't make it on Australian Idol, I will go back to being a domestic goddess, which I do a damn good job of. And famously had not sung in public, just I think I won a singing competition in Year 7 at our school. Oh, yeah, I remember. 
you're saying fever. Yeah, sung fever. Yeah. And she said, I just want to say to everyone that she sang, she, there were still signs of the voice, but she sang like such a little, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reveal to the world, you're pretty virginal at this point, very. And you had like jumper, like you, you covered your hands in your jumper and like sort of stood there all awkwardly and it was the <laughs> least sexy sort of positioning and playing in your school uniform. And then you sing and weirdly it's like this husky torch voice comes out. It was the weirdest thing yeah. ever. So that, and then when on Idol, I could probably give a rundown of your Idol performances. Please do. I remember Please them. do. I don't need you to. I mean, I've blocked it out. Well... I remember the song that got you finally through in the wild card oh. was you sang Alicia Keys oh. and you sang If I Ain't Got You. And it impressed Marsha. Your dad told you to sing that. Yes. Can't even remember what you sang. What was your first audition? Well, the thing that I did round one, remember, and I sang Good Luck by Basement Jacks and it was really bad. I had viral laryngitis. They took me to the hospital, shoved a camera down my throat. It was horrendous and I got rejected by the nation. Mm. And then I got approved into the wildcard round where I sang If I Ain't Got You and then made the top 12. I see. And then... Okay, well, let me go. Okay, I okay, reckon okay, I can okay, remember... Okay. I can remember just the thing... Mm-hmm. By Paul Mack. Got me in the bottom. Yeah, that, I remember that. Yeah, big, that was, yeah, that was bad. I remember a big comeback with um, Family Portrait. Well, yes, that's because I'd gone and read the message boards and a lot of people were pointing out I looked like pink. So mm. I styled myself in pink fashion with my hair mm. and uh, scrunchy down boots, rock star, and picked a pink yep. song and lo and behold, got me through. Yeah, and I remember I remember Dicko saying, Em, you've got something that's a bit careworn and melancholy in your voice. It really suits it. He doesn't sound like that. I don't know what that voice was. Oh my anyway, God, was and then I remember it? then I remember Dicko, is that you? <laughs> was he right? <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna do Marsha because that would get me cancelled. Um and then I remember Triumph, absolute probably the pinnacle, I remember uh, anyone who had a heart. Mm. Perfect. It was and, a perfect performance. Still remember it. And they said I looked like a Mary Quant model. The only time in my life I've ever been told I look like a model. <laughs> yeah, you did. You looked amazing. And then, better still, they announced next week, disco, and we all thought, oh, my God, she was Zip. born and raised for this moment. If anyone is going to triumph, it's Amelia Rossiano. This guy. What did you yeah. pick? I, after so much discussion, like, and there were so many options and I was talking to my dad a lot and my dad's like, do Gloria Estefan, do it. Um, it no one will be expecting it. It's, it's an amazing song. It'll get everyone up. It's in your range. And I didn't really know it. I mean, I knew it, of course, but it wasn't like... I was thinking I'd probably do, I don't know, literally anything other than Gloria Estefan because when one thinks of disco hits, one does not um, immediately go to Gloria Estefan. No. La Belle would have been my pick probably for you. Yeah. Like, I'm a bit surprised there was a bit of Lady Marmalade not happening. Yeah, anything other than Gloria Estefan, who has also had a tragic backstory. We must all remember that too. She has not... uh, Her and Shania both have had very tough runs. So I ended up picking... Turn the beat around. And it was theme week. You theme dress. Obviously, if it's disco and that week, for some week, they decided let's dye M's hair because I'd been a brunette up to that point. They wanted to change it up. So they dyed my hair and we picked kind of like this sheathy, disco-y thing with a gold belt and John Foreman decided that I should put in nine key changes. Like, think Beyonce Love on Top, only really out of tune and way less adept. And 
Imagine if Beyonce had only learned what a key change was that week. So, yeah, it was an absolute <laughs> unmitigated disaster. And I remember during the Look, entire performance... I think you're being harsh, no, but continue, sure. I remember I could. my parents had come and they were sitting in the audience with Marcella, who I hadn't seen in months... And I remember mm. just looking at the horror at my dad because my dad is the harshest. My father has walked out of school performances of musicals because he was so offended by the singing of the small children. He stands oh, no. up and he says, Gah, pick a key and then walks out, right? So my father is totally ruthless when it comes to things being in tune. And I could see, I could see the light leave his soul. I could see my father like floating like an apparition out of that studio and like wanting to change his last name and go into witness protection <laughs> because of how He was probably that... on the brink of coming on stage, shaking the mic and saying, I want to apologise on behalf of our family, our ancestors, everyone, to Gloria Estefan. We're so sorry. Yeah. We're so sorry. Especially, <laughs> especially to Gloria Estefan, who has had a hard enough life without my daughter <laughs> taking a giant glittery shit on her seminal hit. Like, I felt like that's what was going. And then, But fact- it wasn't just the vocal performance. I think it's also the look... Was had some unintended reactions. <laughs> yeah. And also before we get to the very famous incident that happened after this, what else was going on in my life was that my husband was working for Port Adelaide Football Club at the time and they had played in the AFL Grand Final the day before and fucking won. I had flown to Melbourne the day before we taped that show, gone to the Grand Final, watched all these boys and win who I'd spent a couple years with, who we loved dearly. They won the Grand Final. I was in the rooms with the cup. Like, it was a big day. And then I had to fly back to Sydney and get my head in the right space. And it was just, everything was manic. We'd kind of run out of people to look after Marcella. Like, everything was exploding. And my mum's like, I have to go back to work, and What are we going to do? And, you know, do you think you're going to go much longer in the competition? My mother was wrapped when I got rejected by the nation because she <laughs> had run out of holiday leave. She's like, I'm done with the kids. <laughs> no, yeah. she just, mum had been very generous and taken all this time off work and, like, she just couldn't mm. anymore. So I stood in front of the judging panel and I knew it was going to be bad. Like, there was no touchdown coming my fucking way, that's for sure. Whatever the, op- <laughs> whatever the opposite of a touchdown is. It was like a, a collective crowd boo. If the judges could have booed me. But then, yes, Dicko said to me, you look like Pauline Hanson on a night out at the bingo. Oh, yeah, I remember this really clearly. Em, like, she she did a great sort of I'm embarrassed look and then grabbed the mic and went, please explain. And it was the perfect reaction. And I would say it was the moment that you could see, I mean, there'd been flashes of this before, but you could see the stand-up comment to come. So, <laughs> albeit that you're presenting this as a, as, you know, as they say in Sound of Music, God shuts a door, but he opens a window. <laughs> and that is not the first time I've been the mother superior to your nun Maria. Oh, you should have said, what is it you can't face him? What is it you can't face? <laughs> and the answer is so many things. I can't so face many this footage. I can't face this footage that came out. And so... There's an account called Australian Idol and they love all Idol. They're a very lovely account. And I want to let you know the gay boys who run it contacted me and said, look, we've got this footage. And I went into a state of panic because already I'm sick. And they sent it to me and they said, would you mind if we posted it saying you're the drunk art? 
on Prosecco at Easter lunch. They made me into a camp meme. And initially I went into, oh, no. And then I watched the footage and I realised it's just fucking camp and funny and a moment in time. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were very kind. They didn't put, they could have put the whole clip up. They have the whole clip. They just picked the funny 15 seconds and God love them. But I realised my worst fear and my, one of my worst fears as a performer is that footage getting out because I'm a singer. I make my living off of singing and I'm pretty good at it now. got second on the mass Singer to Anastasia. Another diva with a tragic backstory. She really does. Yes. Uh, so, like, I, I can sing. I, I can confidently say that I'm a good singer now. And I just it was just this shame. My deep shame was this footage. Well, we should point out the footage did air to over 2 million people back in 2004. Yeah, but 18 years so ago. Was... 18 years yeah, ago. Yeah, okay. And before there was social media. Yeah, before social That's media, right. before anyone could grab it as a clip and put it up online everywhere. And so it's okay. It's okay. I'm okay with it. I... I think it is one of the greatest things that can ever happen that you become a camp me. It's the <laughs> ultimate tribute. And I think of how many times, you know, I mean, we all know our favourite memes. I mean, mm. everything from Nicole Kidman's seal oh, claps yeah. to True. just they're glorious. They're glorious True. and it confirms your status as camp art. And also, to be fair, you, there is a bit of a drunk art art of Prosecco. <laughs> about it, but that is nothing to be ashamed of. And they picked the bit where Turn the Beat Around has a lot of really rapid-fire bits that you really Percussive. need to be, like, super sharp and on it. Percussive singing. Yeah, yeah, and, and maybe there was something, I'm going to say slightly... Languid's not the right word, but let's... Yeah, 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 there wasn't the attack that maybe one needed in that moment of the sharpness. Wow, I love it when you <laughs> critique my singing. Amazing. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm well placed. No, to, you're right. No, you know me. Yeah. I couldn't even hit... But that's because I can't hear when you're off the note. Of course I can't. I'm toned it. No, but I can hear bit, when you're a little bit slow. It's the rat-tat-tat-tat. But hear that beat with the syncopated rhythm, the rat-tat-tat-tat-tat-tat on the drums. Oh, look, she's, yeah. she can do it now. Yeah, I can do oh, it now. Get her on the stage now. A thousand times over. Oh. But all's well that ends well. So thank you to everyone who I got sent that footage by so many people, like as if I didn't fucking know. Like thousands. All's well oh. that ends well after after 20 cycles of grief over two decades until finally a couple of gay boys on the internet. All's well that ends well. No, it isn't. It's, it's a happy ending. It's fine. That trauma, finally, it's not often you can close a trauma suitcase. But that trauma suitcase can be closed and neatly popped away forever, set on fire. No longer worried it's going to burst open one day and ruin my career. Because I've got a stack of trauma cases and that one can just be gone. It's gone. It's, it's in lost luck. It's, it's, That's true. It's, fucked it's, off. In the, it's in the skip out the back of yeah. this office. All right, we're going to go away. We're going to come back speaking of Pauline Hanson. She's been involved in something called the Maverick debate. We cannot leave this week without touching oh. on election coverage because obviously we're getting close. That is coming up. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. This is M. Salation. Well, Michael, obviously the first debate is happening between Elbow and Gomo this week. I'm expecting that to be as fiery as two bears hibernating for the winter. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't even imagine. It, those two are so... They're dorky dads. They are. It, yeah, it's the but battle of the dorky dads and that's it. ScoMo's got some front about him, though. He has a shamelessness and a, just a continued attack. So I, I, I think that he... I, I don't anticipate him being sleepy because I think he wants no. to prove that he's high yeah, energy. And yeah, he's... if there was a rap 
battle between the two of them, I back ScoMo. Like if they went into a Hamilton style rap battle, I would totally back ScoMo in that because Elbow gets tripped up. He kind of takes a step yeah. backwards. He thinks about things too much. Roscoe could just spit. It's shit. a bit. It's Eminem versus Drake, but much less. Sexy. I would <laughs> say more Eminem versus Andre Ryu if I had to really <laughs> pin it. So that's happening. But another debate happened that you may not be across. Sky News got together. Pauline Hanson, Clive Palmer, Bob Catter and Campbell Newman, who didn't, it didn't matter. It was all about, it was the Pauline show. And they called it the Mavericks debate. When you look at the picture of them, it's startling. Like she's there in Mm. a frock with the hair and she was was the only one that really got fired up. (laughs) Looking like 2004M. Fuck (laughs) you. Directly fuck off. And when you get to fuck off, fuck off further and get fucked and fuck you off, fuck off again. So, um, <laughs> so <laughs> syncopated rhythm with the rap. Ta, 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 ta. Oh, sorry, I know oh, it's getting. I'm going to cool make now. them. Okay, go. insert the footage of Michael singing "Happy Birthday" to um, <laughs> right now. Insert it. Fucking insert it. Right, Zeke. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> I go personally for all I want for Christmas is you. Okay, put in every time. If you put really in Barbara. Want to me. Now put in Michael singing Barbara. <laughs> Zeke, I'll pay you. Just put it together. Piece by piece. Could ever know. Make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas is you. Good. Right, it's it. So, Pauline really started with something light. I will not support Labor Greens. I've worked with them for the last six years on the floor of Parliament and where the Greens will have this country, they will destroy us, we'll end up with a third world bloody nation. That was her opener. And Bob Catter, Uncle Bob, went with... Every boy in this country in secondary school should have access to a rifle and know how to use it. Sorry, mm. they were the big... <laughs> wow. I know, I know. There's, there's some wild bits, but basically... These people were there doing their thing and ScoMo and Albo are going to be doing the other thing, their other debate. And what I want everyone to know what is really getting me this week is the way, I'm going to try to be calm about this because I've been really letting loose on Twitter about it, the way that our political parties are using transgendered teenagers to political point score between each other and it's becoming abhorrent. It's now being kind of centred as a main issue and I heard an interview basically that was saying that parents care about their kids competing against transgendered kids. It's not fair. Parents care about this and I am a parent and I care about the earth being on fire and I care about being able to access the NDIS for my children and I care about job security. I don't know why all of a sudden the right are centering transgendered children as a political issue, but I just want to say to you all, this is not okay. It's 
actually abhorrent. Yeah, well, I feel like for years it was just queer people in general, but now we've hit the point where it's, like, been proven that that's not an issue anymore for the vast majority of Australia. So there has to be a new mm. target and, and, and yeah, trans kids are in the, are in the crosshairs. And, and, for, and it is just a complete signal as well because the candidate that has introduced a lot of this is in the seat of Warringah, yes. which is going to go to Zali Segal. It's, set, it's not even like this is an actual person that is likely in any way to win. So they've given a mouthpiece to her purely to sort of get this, these messages out there. Because realistically, she's not going to take a seat. But what she can do is stir up a lot of this commentary. That, that's correct. Catherine Devez, or Devers, we can't figure it out, she's a Liberal candidate for Ringa. And usually when a candidate... And she has said things, and I don't want to go too much into it because it could be quite triggering for our, our trans community that listen and parents of trans kids... But she said that she's triggered by the rainbow flag. She has said that trans teenagers are being surgically mutilated and she's also said that trans children with gender dysmorphia are just autistic. So, yeah, she's a real peach. But he's not going to remove her. Absolutely not. And traditionally, people do get removed. John Howard famously removed Pauline Hanson when he felt that she would harm his re-election prospects. Mm. But Scott Morrison doesn't feel that Catherine harms his re-election prospects because transphobia is a real problem in this country and he knows that. He knows that his base and anyone who's on the fence, right-leaning, may not have an issue with this. So... He's, it's a dog whistle. And it's so cynical. It's a way of, it's a dog whistle and it's a way of getting the view out there and picking it up. But also he knows she's not going to win so he's not going to have to deal with her no. in his party. He's not going to have to work with her long term. He mm. can just, like, make sure that the message is out there and that he's signalled to all these people. If you, if you just want to kick the most vulnerable people, then vote for us. Yeah. So I just... That's all I really wanted to say. And, you know, it's been incredible. 700,000 new registered voters mostly within that 18 to 25 range, which is so heartening, which is... I, I got tears in my eyes when I read that stat over the weekend. Like, thank you to all the young people who did that. 700,000, that that's huge. changes an election. It mm. really changes an election. And when you go to vote and when you are listening to things and when you are taking in what all the political candidates are saying, remember everything and don't be distracted and remember what happened to our flood victims. Remember what happened when the country was on fire. Remember what happened with the vaccine rollout. And remember that there is a political party that thinks it's okay to centre and play with one of the most vulnerable communities. Trans teens have the highest rate of suicide. I cannot believe that we are weeks out and there is massive column space being dedicated to should trans kids be allowed to play sport or should there be gender neutral bathrooms? Let, like, mm. like, this is what everyone, please, and I try not to... Uh, being political is dangerous, especially for someone like me, a migrant's daughter who is a woman with an opinion, but I, I owe it to my kids and I owe it to your kids to say something. And the stuff that's been going on this week with the transgendered teenagers, fuck... I can't. I can't be silent on it. I just can't. No. And, I, and, and well, look, I mean, at this point, I think it's very clear where you stand. I'm very, very clear. You've left it absolutely unmistakable and I applaud you. <laughs> and also, I mean, the other thing is I just can't believe how much we've, as you say, you recontextualise it in the past four years that we've had as opposed to focusing on absolute bullshit. 
that it's just like people tripping up on gotcha questions, people being maybe booed or maybe not at Blues Fest, all these things that don't matter. I can't believe yeah. the fixation on it. It makes me wonder whether we should even have a proper campaign period. I know. It's just agony. The fixation on if Albo was booed at the Blues Fest versus Scott Morrison thinking people got $46 a week on Newstart. Where, like, mm, he's, we've mm. increased it $6 a week. They get that a day, mate. Like, get your figures right. <laughs> Versus if we don't do something about climate change, <laughs> there's not going to be any future for anyone. But before Jimmy Barnes came on, was Albo boot? Or cheered. Who can say? Who can say? <laughs> but, look, you and I, and I'll admit it, as a comedian, I'm drawn to the silly and the nuanced absurdity mm. and those stupid little things. And we've joked about it on this podcast before, but I think that time has now passed. I think we're getting down to the nitty-gritty and it's important. And we do have influence. We have hundreds of thousands of listeners and I'm not telling you who to vote for but I'm telling you to pay attention that's it I can't tell you who to vote for I don't know what's in your heart so what you have to do it is your responsibility to pay attention learn what the platforms are of the candidates that you're voting for understand what they stand for and does it align with what you stand for so much is at stake this is a really important election I can't and and it's close I'm scared I mean I still think it's going to be hung I do. I still think it's going to be a hung parliament. <laughs> the official prediction from the unicorn of death, the power queen, the drunk heart on the Prosecco at the party <laughs> is saying hung parliament. Yeah, brutal. I still have, <laughs> I still have COVID. So. It's catharsis. Oh. Okay. I just want to say to everyone that I know the medical reports say you shouldn't work and I did offer, I said to Em, sit this one out if you need rest, rest. You know you'll get fired up. You can rest. She would not. She would not. No, it's too important. I don't know it's how much important. of that rant is going to make it into the final edit. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> too important. Harry sung with Shania. That might be it. We needed detailed reporting. That might be it. It'll just be, it'll go from, oh, God, she says a hard life, to me going, okay, we'll have a great week, everyone. See you, Michael. <laughs> oh, God. All right, well, um, no, we'll see. We'll see. Thank you for... Um, keeping things warm at the studio and I'll be back there next week. I cannot wait. (laughs) Bye. Bye. This is Emsolation. Okay, well, yeah, there's my rant. I don't know how much we'll get left in. If you're listening now and there's no rant about politics, well, then it's been cut out. But if it's still there, well, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Wow, that's confusing. (laughs) Hey, some exciting news for you. We're going to be moving to two eps a week. Um, I would say I'll be ready to do it mm, maybe mid-May, June, definitely. We're going to be putting out two eps a week. So many of you have asked and I've managed to jig things around so that we can do it. I know. Get excited. I'll let you know all the details. I'll let you know when it's going to start and what it's going to be. But soon you will be able to enjoy us twice a week. So mark that in your diaries. I haven't given you a date, but like just have something to look forward to. Also, while I've been convalescing, I've been watching a lot of television and I must recommend Julia, which is on Binge. And it's, uh, you know, it's a drama doco, comedy, lovely, warm, gorgeous documentation of Julia Child. You know, the famous um, Boston housewife who spoke like this who wasn't French, but mastered the art of French cooking, had a book, The Art of French Cooking. Oh, I went a bit Julia there. Became a gay icon, of course, and pioneered cooking shows. She was a warm hug. She made America care about 
how food tasted. <laughs> it's so beautifully made. If you just want something to watch that's uplifting, I highly recommend it. I also watched The Dropout, which was on Disney+. Plus. I really enjoyed that. And what else? I've been doing a lot of Drag Race. Um, I watched the Tammy Faye Baker story, the one Jessica Chastain won the Oscar for. Look, it was it was okay. It was she was great. The movie was a bit boring. I don't know how they managed to make that story boring because it's a wild story. Worth watching for the costumes, perhaps. It was good. It was camp, but not what I really wanted. But that's what I've been doing. All right, I'm off. Make sure you're following us on the socials. My daughter puts a lot of work in at Emsolation Podcast. Make sure you signed up to the newsletter because all of my recommendations and Ben's recommendations, it's just good, especially if you're in isolation and you're not sure what to watch or listen to. Our newsletter is full of that kind of helpful information. Make sure you're listening to that or looking out for that. What else do I have to remind you of? That's it. I know, I'm so sorry I sounded sick. I'm very conscious of it because when you're in radio, it's drilled into you to not sound sick on air. But you understand. Have a fantabulous week and um, Adelaide, reminder, grab your tickets to my show. You're the only problem child. You're the only one that hasn't gotten close to selling out, right? I don't know what's happened. Normally you're first, but let's do this. All right, my loves, talk soon. Have a great week. Bye. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is a Spotify exclusive podcast recorded at Down the Hill Studios, hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas, executive produced by Benjamin Wosley, produced by M. Rossiano, edited by Ezekiel Fenn at Entente Music, with videos by James Henderson, socials by Marcella Rossiano Barrow, with assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts, plus a Occasional offer shelf installs and flat pack wrangling from M's Dad Vinci. Get more M Salation by following us on Instagram at M Salation Podcast. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter. Join other M Salators at the M Salation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. And please take the time to share this podcast with a friend and make sure you're following us on the Spotify app by hitting the follow button. Thanks again for taking time out to listen to this week's episode and we look forward to chatting with you again soon. (laughs) 